all right welcome back everybody it's another episode with your boy and i am here today to talk about week four in the nfl but first let's start off with saturday uh it was colorado usc saturday and one of the more hyped games throughout the week and deservedly so um Obviously, we got Deion Sanders, Shador Sanders, and his family uh, taking over the Colorado campus and going up against USC in the building with all the celebrities were out again, and it was the baby and uh, whoever else was there. It was a, there's always a lot of people at these Colorado games now, and uh, in the first half, it it didn't look good. It didn't look good. Didn't look good at all. Uh, it looked like. <laughs> It looked like exactly what I imagined would happen was, you know, Colorado is talent-wise outmatched by USC and it just showed up the offense and Caleb Williams the whole first half did whatever they wanted to. If I remember correctly, it was 41 to 7 at some point and then Colorado tacked on a couple late scores and I remember at halftime I was out doing something and I just stopped watching the game completely figured oh this is over Colorado's gonna put up three four five more touchdowns but um somehow some way on the back of um oh who was it Omarion Williams whatever his last name is Omarion out there the true freshman went out there and just lost his mind the second half and Shador just hit him over and over and over again and they rallied back and they made it a respectable game somehow with USC I feel like there's two two things here. One, I'll start with the Deion Sanders thing. If you don't like Colorado and Deion Sanders right now, um, you're probably an old white, most likely. But if not, then I understand the idea of being upset about hearing about this, especially if you're a college football fanatic already, because you're just looking at it like why, like Deion has done nothing to deserve all of this extra hype <clears throat> but I think I think it's very deserved right now I think Dion doing what he's done with this team taking a 1 and 11 team I think a lot of people don't think about that Colorado has just been a straight bucket of a of a organization for years now a completely unserious team and somehow just Dion being Dion came in and really changed the entire landscape of an entire university in a matter of six months, maybe. I think that in and of itself is a standalone feat that very few could ever do. And I think that should deserve respect from some of the people out there who are just tired of hearing about Dion, tired of hearing about Colorado, tired, tired of hearing about a three-in-one team, mind you. Uh, a handful of three and one teams right now in the SEC or teams that people would deem um, like real teams or four and one, five, uh, yeah, whatever, four and one. <clears throat> There's a lot of one loss teams right now that, you know, uh, people would deem as legitimate programs. And I just think it's just wacky because if you look at this really, uh, I think the real thing here is college football right now is in a very weird spot just because of the transfer portal, uh, money 
in general has I think has changed the game. I think eventually it will be for the better. But right now, there's so much parity in the sport, and I think that instead of talent pooling in these certain pockets and certain teams, we now have talent a little more spread out, but that's honestly making for better and better games, specifically in conference for these Power 5 schools. Some of the the basement dwellers of these conferences now actually have more of a shot of landing guys and getting guys to come to their school because they can just pay them. And I think with USC, the way we look at it is they have Caleb Williams. And that's just, that's number one. They have Caleb Williams. And he's amazing. I mean, to say he's anything short of amazing would be a bold-faced lie. And, uh, but I think outside of that, there's a lot of negative for Col- or for USC after the Colorado game. And I don't know, I think... <clears throat> Typical Lincoln-Riley defense, um, they just played soft. The offense, even though they put up, um, what, 48 points, it was sloppy. Caleb was sloppy. The entire game was just sloppy. If like They, they came in this game extremely unserious, and, I mean, it showed. They let Colorado sneak back into it. Now, to say that, that Colorado just snuck back in because... USC was playing so sloppy would be disingenuous. I mean, Shadour came back in the second half and just put on a show. It, yes, is a garbage time. Yeah, you down three, four scores. Sure, but you still have to do it. I hate when people do that and say, oh, it was in garbage time, this and that. You still have to go out there and do it. Even if the other team isn't giving 100% effort anymore, you still have to go out and mount a comeback like you, it doesn't just the team doesn't just give you points you have to go take them and Shador j- did just that so it was power for power and Shador went crazy in the end Caleb went crazy in the first half and finished it out and made sure they got that win and overall it's just crazy to think I remember starting one of these pods saying I'm not going to watch any college football this year and I lied because the Colorado story just really took the nation by storm and and definitely attracted my attention and I couldn't help but keep my eyes glued on them especially when you're playing the best teams in the country right now like the Pac-12 was so or is so solid right now you got Oregon you got USC you got Washington State you got uh Oregon State you got all these teams right now and I, I didn't even name all of them uh but you got all these teams and it just created this I mean, I even watched a little bit of uh, the Auburn-Georgia. Oh, Brock Bowers, jeez. That guy's <laughs> going to be hell when he makes it to the league. Like, I just can't believe it um, that he just put on such a dominant performance like that. But, yeah, I think this whole thing, I think for people that are upset with the Dion stuff, it's get over it. It's here. It's happening. If Deion stays in college football, he will transform Colorado into a top team. It's not going to take long. It, I've said this a million times. Uh, and like he's, Deion said, get him now because it's the worst they're going to be. And I could definitely see that. And it's just, <clears throat> I don't know. College football, I think, needed something like this, needed a big story. Because... I didn't plan on watching any of it. I'm not really a college football guy. I'm really way more into the NFL. 
and there's just so much to try to keep track of with college football. Sometimes it gets a little, little difficult to even just even try to pinpoint um, what to watch. Sometimes I know the big games are the big games. And I know you know all that, but it's just crazy to think that one guy going to one school could really attract so much attention to the game of football. And uh, shout out Dion, shout out Caleb Williams. Shout out Shador. Shout out uh, Travis Hunter out there. Shout out Omarion Miller. Whatever the guys, whatever the kid, the freshman from Colorado's name. Shout out to him, man. Had a, what, a buck 50 in the touchdown. Like, they had that one throw with Shador fading, fading to the right and doing a little jump pass over to him. And, oh, man, you couldn't have thrown the ball more perfect. I think that what we've seen on display on Saturday was was really amazing when when you think about it from the quarterback standpoint and that's the future that's the future right there Shador Caleb I can't wait to see what comes out of the rest of the season what comes out of the draft uh it's gonna be a lot of (laughs) a lot to to sink my teeth into when it comes to that um yeah that was Saturday it was cool now Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this, all right? Um, it's week four in the NFL. I'm going to just go down these in a in a line this time. Just recap the games a little bit more. I feel like I've been missing that. I feel like I've been rambling a little bit here and there. So we're going to start off. Huh, I woke up almost in a panic at, <laughs> at like 8.15. And when I did, the sun is out. You know, stayed up late on a Saturday night, and I look up, look at my phone, and realize, oh, the Jags play overseas today, so that means the game comes on at 8.30. Now, is that fine? Yeah, that's cool. Like, I don't have a problem with getting up at 8.30, but it's a little awkward. I couldn't imagine um, living on the West Coast and having to wake up at, what, six six thirty in the morning seven o'clock in the morning just to watch a football game that honestly we talking about it it was it was it was over pretty quickly you know um let me go look at here and let me see yeah 17 would half i guess the big story out of here is the toy story game they did a toy story broadcast where the players were were Toy Story, Pixar, Toys. Jesus, that's loud. Um, Jeez, that was loud. Yeah, where they were Pixar fake toys and they mimicked what their real-life counterparts on the field were doing. I didn't really watch that. Watching this game, what what is there to say? Like, both teams looked sloppy. <sighs> Let me see what Trevor put up because it couldn't have been great. Yeah, two oh seven, a touchdown. Travis Etienne, nothing, nothing remarkable from this game. It was kind of just the Jags got up early and just kind of rode it to the end, and basically Desmond Ritter kind of just gave them the rest of the game. I mean, those he threw two picks on on two consecutive passes. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Threw a pick six. Turns right around. Next possession. Throws a pick. 
And I and to me, the funniest thing to watch from that was the fact that his teammates weren't even mad. Like, it's crazy to think, like, the Jets. You watch the Jets with Zach Wilson, and you can tell they thought they were going to be good because <laughs> they're so frustrated and they get so angry. You can just see it when stuff starts going left for them. It was a complete opposite with the Falcons. Like, the complete opposite. He throws those two picks, and I remember just looking at the team, and the team's just like, yep, all right, let's go back to the sideline. I'm just like, you guys aren't upset that – this guy is basically just tanking a very close game where the other team isn't even isn't even doing anything. Like the the Jags weren't doing anything at that point. Like they had ten points. <laughs> I don't even think they had ten points when they got the picks. Let me go look because Calvin really. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was ten. They <laughs> they were up ten already. He throws the two picks and the team just like yep. That's a that's a very bad sign, bad indictment. I would love for the Falcons to be the team to tank and get Caleb Williams. But the crazy thing is, I think we're, I think everybody kind of sees like we're in a year, and I think it might have been two thousand eight. But I think we're in a year where there's going to be a lot of middling teams like I don't I think there's a only a handful of bad bad teams and I, I would I would love to look this up uh 2008 NFL standings let's see yeah let's just see there's teams that were right at 500 right below five a game below 500 or above is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-three of thirty-two teams <laughs> were either a game under five hundred, right at five hundred. Or better, and I think we might be looking at another year like that, where because nobody, I don't think, I think we came into this year thinking there would be a lot of teams that would just tank to try to get Caleb. But the problem is, there's so many other quarterback prospects that uh, that we might be looking at a year where we have a lot of uh, what would it be now, eight and nine teams or uh, seven and ten teams and up. Where we're looking at a big majority of the league is fighting to get in the playoffs. And looking at a lot of the games today, I think today crossing the quarter mark was, you can see it now where you're starting to see, okay, this team beat that team bad. These two teams both beat that team badly. This team lost to that team. And you can really see that, excuse me, a little more that there might, like the talent gaps might not be as wide as they've been for the past five years, which is fine because it brings better games. But today there was only a couple, and I think we're going to be looking at a very close, tight um, playoff race this year. So that should be fun to deal with. And sorry if I sometimes trail off or if I look up here or whatever if you're watching the video because the Chiefs Sunday night game is on. And, oh, my goodness. Pat's throwing two picks. We're we're about to go to halftime, and it's close with the Jets going into the half. Like, oh, 
it's tough. It's tough to watch right now. Yeah, that just defense is definitely putting their foot in the Chiefs' ass. So let's get to the quote-unquote game of the week, the Dolphins-Bills. And for about four, for maybe half of a quarter. Well, no, okay, looking at it now. Yeah, talk about the second quarter. It was, it looked like a good game. It was touchdown Bills, touchdown Dolphins. Touchdown Bills, touchdown Dolphins. And then in the beginning of the second quarter, uh, a display was put on. Where the the Bills defense is serious, right? They they came out and just flat out out physical the Dolphins. They made the Dolphins look just completely soft, and I think that's what a lot of people is looking at. And I, I've said that before in the last couple of episodes. The the Miami Dolphins defense can be had, um, and that's what happened here. The Bills just put it on them. And I think the real thing to commend here is the Bills' defense because they basically shut Miami out until the third quarter. So they got their their last touchdown in the beginning of the second quarter. They didn't score until nine minutes left in the third, and they didn't score again. And they just time and time again just came in and just beat the Dolphins up. I think that's just the simple way to look at it is the Bills' defense – beat up on the Miami Dolphins offense and just made them look horribly soft and like they just didn't want to be there almost. They they took Tyreek out the game. Granted, Waddle, I think, did end up scoring a... Did he score a touchdown? No. Okay. That's right. They, you, they took Tyreek out of the game, and I've said this over and over again. You can take Tyreek Hill out of games as a Chiefs fan... We've seen it multiple times where you can scheme up if you put two guys on Tyreek the right way, if you if you shadow him with the safety basically and just force everything to be underneath. Uh he has a tendency to Well, force everything underneath and then you have to get those, right? But when you do when he does get over the top and you force him into jump ball situations or force him into double double covered situations um he struggles with his hands a little bit and that didn't really show up this game they kind of just clamped him out of the game completely where Tua really couldn't even go to him a lot I, I I don't even know what he ended up with but I would like to know yeah completely took him out the game three catches 58 yards that was it he only had five targets. They kind of just kept a cap on this Dolphins offense and was like, all right, if you're going to run the ball, you you can run the ball, but we're up. So good luck with that. <laughs> you know, what did Josh Allen? Josh Allen, yeah. I was going to say, Josh Allen lost his mind. There was at one point where they said, um, there was a point in the game where he had more touchdowns than incompletions. So he had three incompletions and four touchdowns. So he was more likely when he let the ball go, he was more likely to throw a touchdown than to <laughs> throw an incomplete pass. And that's just exactly how this game went. Stephon Diggs was out of his mind. Cooked that secondary, and I think that's the thing looking forward that we're going to have to really pay attention to if Miami wants to uh, 
continue to be at the top of the AFC. I think it might be time to do another top 10 again. We're at, we're at the quarter mark. I think we did it week two. I think it's time to go ahead and do another one and shuffle these things around. I'll be working on that for Thursday's episode. But, uh, yeah, Dolphins get whooped, just whooped. And I think that just kind of might change the outlook on some of the AFC right now. Speaking of AFC teams, a win for an AFC team in what I dubbed the poop bowl. <laughs> the the game for Caleb Williams. Um, Broncos Bears played. <laughs> it was such a weird game. <laughs> oh, I got to see what everybody ended up with before. I, okay, so the way this game started was pretty wild. Um, the Bears came out in the second half and uh, Justin Fields just looked like what everybody hoped Justin Fields would look like. <laughs> and I'm, If I remember correctly, he went some stretch where he, I think he threw like 15 straight completions. Because they ended up with, it ended up being, what did it end up? It was 21 to 7 in the third quarter. And then I don't know what happened, but just Russell Wilson and those guys just like lost it. I think Javante went down and they were kind of forced to throw the ball a little more. I mean, and they were down three scores at that point. So it really. You were forced to throw the ball regardless. But, yeah, somehow, some way, they came back. And um, the Bears had the ball with a good opportunity at the end of the game to score. And Justin Fields throws a pick. Throws a pick. If, if I remember correctly, yeah, tie game. Throws a pick. Let me go see. Let me see if I can find it. Yep, here it is. Okay. Yeah. They fumble, get a touchdown, go out and fourth downs, and then come back out after. Oh, okay. They fumble, get the touchdown, tie it. And Justin Fields has the ball, driving it with a minute left after the Broncos just got a field goal after the fumble touchdown. They get a field goal, and Justin Fields, after lighting it up all day long, comes back down and throws a pick. After such an amazing game, he just couldn't put a cap on it. And I think really what we – I don't what I don't know what happened to the Broncos – defense they were a top defense last year and now they're just nothing like you let the bears put up 28 points they scored four touchdowns in a span of like 20 minutes 20 game minutes but it's just yeah two bad teams um i don't see i don't if i'm caleb williams i'm not going to the bears i can't do it <laughs> There's no way you're going to get me to go to such a bad franchise. I'm 
fingers crossed, like this draft is going to be so wild and these poor quarterbacks are going to be put in in a lot of weird situations with teams that people think are good because they are going to play good this year because of, like I said, the parity and the, the fact that I think this will be one of those years that a lot of teams finish right around 500 and we're going to have this wonky idea of some of these guys stepping in and and changing the culture of teams but I don't know if you're Caleb Williams you want to go to a place like the Bears like I said you want to go to a place like the Falcons you want to go to a place like the Vikings where they've had these the Falcons eh, but they've had the Falcons have gotten to a Super Bowl and done all this and have had solid teams for a long time they haven't just been dumpster fires over and over and over and over for 20 years kind of like what we're getting to with the Bears but um yeah the poop bowl the Broncos win the poop bowl um Justin Fields loses his entire mind the whole first half in the fourth quarter turns back into a pumpkin I think maybe they probably, and this happens with bad teams a lot too, is they get up and then they just want to hurry up and get the game over with, but then they forget that the more you go three and out, three and out, three and out, or make mistakes that you feel like, are oh, it's okay, we're up four scores, three scores, or whatever, and you open the door to a team like the Broncos or Russell Wilson, somebody who's done this before, done this a lot. Russell Wilson has a lot of fourth quarter comebacks and you just added another one to his belt by just completely crapping the bed. Um, I feel bad for Bears players. There's a lot of good talent on the Bears that are just stuck in the mud, stuck in the poop of the poop bowl. And the Bears continue to just be downtrodden and trash and poop. And I don't think Denver is necessarily good. It's just they're not as bad. And really, honestly... They kind of were because they were getting blown out by the Bears at some point. It, it, I know they made it up and they ended up winning, but yeah, Russell Wilson with a QBR of 33. Yeah, that's not good. And you lost to that guy. Yeah, you lost to a, a team without one of their best players, without Javante Williams. Nope, you just made stupid, silly mistakes to end the game. You gave the game away. That's what the Bears do. That's what the Bears are right now, and I don't, you know, these are two of the the um, cellar dwellers, so to speak. So, and I think they're both going to stay there. But this was a weird, fun game to watch. <sighs> a lot of weird games this week, man. Um, let's go through some of the games that I didn't watch a lot of. Ravens Browns was a blowout. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> We all, we we're not talking about Lamar Jackson. He just you know not a crazy stat game, but I remember seeing a lot of the stuff that he was doing. It was just a timely big plays from Lamar, just escaping uh, on third downs. Let me see. I would love. I need to see what what their third down conversion rate was. Third down conversion. Ooh, that not great. I guess four of twelve. It was cool, but I feel like also all of them, like every third down conversion they had was just Lamar making a play for them. Yeah, the Browns with no Deshaun. DTR finally got some playing time, but he looked bad. He threw three picks. It was not good. I, let me, I don't know when they were. Let's see. 
interception early hurts your soul, and then they got a field goal. Their only points, and it's just punt, 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 punt. The start of the first half is so crazy. I didn't know that that was. <laughs> this is the rundown of the beginning of the second half for the Browns Ravens game. Punt Cleveland. Punt Baltimore. Punt, punt Cleveland. Punt Baltimore. Punt Cleveland. Punt Baltimore. <laughs> Interception, touchdown, punt, punt, interception. And that's the game. So, yeah. They got put away early, and they just ran the clock out on them. Just one of those games where you got beat up from the jump. There was a lot of those. I feel like that's a theme for this week is, you know, some of the good teams are starting to separate themselves. Some of the mediocre teams are starting to show... They're, they're they're showing us the disparity between the good and the bad teams. Because then we have another one. We got Bengals, Titans. What's going on with the Bengals? Joe Burrow just bad. I mean, he's hurt. I think it's time to just go ahead and get him out of the way. What was he? Yeah, that's really sad to look at. QBR with 14, 20 of 30, 165 yards. I didn't really see a lot of this game. Half his yards were just throw to Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase is really just that good um yeah I think it's time to just go ahead and sit him down if you weren't going to I mean you're you're in the race for (laughs) you're in the race for being a bottom dweller a a cellar dweller all right I'm back um yeah Titans Bengals blowout were they up early I don't know it looked it seemed like it yeah Yeah, twenty-seven to three. Nothing really to. Not much to say about that. I think it's time. You can't have a compromised Joe Burrow out there. You can't keep putting him out there if he's gonna compromise the team. Let him go get healthy. If he's relatively healthy and just playing his way back in, then his his confidence because of the injury is just shot. Then like there's nothing. There's no other way around that. It's over. Shut him down. Rams, Colts was crazy. I caught the second half of this game, I think. Um, yeah, wild game, man. I don't know what happened. They oh, Okay. Anthony Richardson just looks solid. Man, he can run the ball. He can make all the throws. There was a couple throws, to be fair. There was a couple throws that he, he, he sold a little bit. It was a little selling going on, but either way, he got him in an overtime with the Rams where again let me I got let me pull up his stats the guy let me say his name correctly because my god are we looking at the offensive player of the year here uh Puka Nakua Cam I'm not making fun of his name no more I can't this guy is a legitimate bona fide star right now Matthew Stafford's go-to guy Puka Nakua with nine receptions 163 yards and the game ceiling touchdown. I'm pretty sure this 32-yard 30, touchdown was the touchdown that won the game. If I am correct, let me go look to be sure. But I remember watching that and just being like, wow. Wide open on a little in route deep in and <sighs> ran the last little five yards and got it. It was crazy. Uh, the Rams game. 
crazy that the Colts keep playing everybody tough. It's so weird. Um, yeah, it's wild. But yeah, they the Rams squeak away with the win, and I I don't know whether to feel like the the Rams who I put in my top five a few weeks ago are still in that, or if the Colts are just better than I thought, or if the Rams are worse than I thought. I cannot tell. The Rams come out and just continue to have these type of games where every game has, is just a close game. Like it doesn't need to be like this, but it does continue to be this way with the Rams I just don't understand what's going on with them it is so hard to get a pulse on them right now even four weeks in it's just so tough they play great and then they play awful and then they play great and then they play awful and this is stints within the game where they they have these swings where they play good play bad and it's just it's crazy um Buccaneers I don't even know what happened with the Buccaneers game I'm not even gonna lie to you let's take a look Baker went crazy <laughs> I don't know, Baker went crazy on him. That's wild. I mean, they've been really good, man. They've been really good this year. They've just been a good, solid team that can just kind of do everything. But, yeah, Saints win 26-9. to Baker goes crazy. Did they blow him out? It was basically, yeah, 14-3 at the half, and you just put up a couple tuds, clear them off, make it look nice. Now, a very interesting game that I did watch most of was the Eagles Commanders game. I almost called them the old name. It's really hard not to, but um, the Commanders Eagles game was so crazy. Uh, the fact that it was close, if I remember correctly, it was 17 7 at some point. Yeah. 17-7 going into the half. Jake Elliott kicks a field goal to make it look a little more respectable. And uh, then coming out of the second half, the Eagles finally looked like the Eagles again for two drives where they just ran down the field with ease uh, of the big bomb to A.J. Brown. It was crazy. <laughs> like... That was wild. He threw a crazy little pass in to A.J. Brown. Oh, and they went for two. That's right. Forgot about that. But yeah, just the fact that the Eagles game was close with the Commanders is another one of those. It's hard to tell if it's because the Commanders, the Commanders are obviously, they're a solid team. They keep playing every team close, but it feels like a lot of teams keep playing every team close. Oh, and it's just bad. Just they look sloppy. Just ain't got it together. I mean, the the um the fact they took it to overtime. That's the part I'm. I haven't said yet that <laughs> Sam Howell put together a finishing drive that was great. Like it was a great drive. And he just looked solid, and when it wasn't there, he ran it, and he looked good running it. And he's not a guy. He's not a Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Jalen Hurts guy. He doesn't run with his eyes up the field. When he runs, he runs to just take off and get the yards most of the time. But it worked. It worked over and over again, and he just kept making timely passes. Terry McLaurin just spammed Terry McLaurin and uh, Jahan Dotson. Ain't no way. 
Zach Wilson just got a two point conversion to tie the Chiefs game with the Jets. Oh, I do not want to talk about the game on Thursday. Oh, so let's keep going. <clears throat> but yeah, weird that the Eagles Commanders game was close. You know, I just think Super Bowl hangover just could be real, and they're just struggling. They look like they're frustrated with each other and. Just messy and sloppy and miscues, and I think they miss Shane Steichen a lot right now, and he might have been the glue that was kind of holding the offensive side of the ball together for them. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Vikings-Panthers, not much to say. Kirk Cousins is – did he put up monster numbers again? No, I was going to say there's no way. Cause from what I've seen watching some of the red zone stuff, from this game was just Kirk Cousins was bad, just plain bad. Yeah, Bryce Bryce Young s- sort of outplayed him, not really, I guess. How'd they even score? I don't even know how they scored. <sighs> That's right. Their one touchdown was a pick six in the very the first drive of the game. I think the first drive. Vikings were in the red zone. Kirk Cousins throws a pick, and he just never recovers the rest of the game. They didn't. The coaches didn't trust him. He didn't trust himself. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is just not. It's over. It, it might just be over. I think his confidence is shot, knowing that this is it. Your contract is up. There's a ton of young quarterbacks in this draft that the Vikings, if they continue to spiral. Even this win, it's not a good win. You don't, you can't feel good about this win after that pick and that performance, and just know that you're one and three right now, and can't feel great for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. But uh, oh, yes, the guy that I want to talk about, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, um, it's not even a question anymore whether he's the best rookie quarterback right now. If he continues, even if even with them losing these some of these games, if you look at who they lost to, they didn't they didn't they weren't bad losses. You know what I mean? Um, they were still pretty solid, and. He just continues to be a really good quarterback. I would say right now, from watching what I've watched, um, he's definitely in the top half right now, which is crazy to think coming into this year that C.J. Stroud would be. He's probably higher up than that. I I, I think Thursday I'll come back in with a list. I think Thursday might be a list day, and me and Daniel can argue about our lists. I think that would be a fun, fun day, but he's, he's, I hate saying it, but if he keeps playing the way he's playing right now, he's a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. If CJ Stroud continues this type of play, he will hands down have to be a top 10 court. There's, I don't even know who else you consider really. Cause you got, Mahomes 
isn't playing that way, but you have to put Pat in there. You got to put Josh Allen in there, two in there, Lamar, Herbert. Jalen Hurts, if you want to say. And then right now, you kind of get into that uh, Baker Purdy, C.J. Stroud era, like, or area where I don't know how you argue anybody else. I don't know how you, it's hard, it's tough. I'll, we'll come back Thursday, and I'll, I'll really put a little more thought and effort into this, but C.J. Stroud creeping his way into um, into being a top 10 guy, man. It's pretty wild to see coming out because a lot of people just thought like he he couldn't read defenses and he struggled with processing the game. But I've he and right now you cannot tell he's processing the game and seeing the game better than a lot of long term starters right now, which is who would have thought? But they beat the dog shit out of the Steelers uh blow them out man it was three to 17 six to 24 and for a long time they just killed the clock Damian Pierce is still good and that team is a solid team I don't think they're gonna really go anywhere this year necessarily but they're they're a good team the Texans are they're gonna they're gonna beat bad teams I think I think that's how we're gonna have to look at this is they are gonna beat the bad teams which there's enough of that you can eat off that, and that, I think that's they're gonna be a team that's contributing to that um, that uh, parity this year. But yeah, C.J. Stroud, man, who would have thought C.J. Stroud would come in and tear the league up? I think if I remember correctly, he has the most um, 300 yard games in his rookie year already, and I think the only person with more is Cam Newton. And if anybody remembers, Cam Newton, his rookie season, came in and lit the league up. Uh, Another game. The Chargers. We need to talk about you, Chargers. Uh, First thing I want to say about the Chargers game was Justin Herbert is amazing. Okay? Justin Herbert is a top, top, top tier quarterback, man. Um just awesome he has so many plays this game where he bounced off a defensive lineman scrambled through a dart he did that three or four times this game where you just go oh my the only other person in the, there's only two other people that can do that in the league and one is it's three people that can do that type of thing right now and make it look so effortless and easy the way that herbert does it's mahomes it's josh allen and justin herbert is right there right there I, um i don't know if it's coaching i don't know if it's a curse <laughs> i don't know what exactly it is but there's just something with this chargers team that just will not allow them to not charge their games aiden o'connell was mounting a comeback this game they it was it was like seven to 24 at some point in the game but the Raiders just kept clawing and kept fighting in that Chargers defense again. Let a team, after gaining a big lead, let another team climb back. And Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders were mounting a comeback on the Chargers. 
Do you know how wild that is? That is the crate. That is so crazy. Like the fact that you have this guy, Justin Herbert, sitting there playing out of his mind. You have all the weapons around him. Now, granted, Eckler isn't playing, but still, you've got all these players around Herbert, and they continue to over and over again charge our games. And they tried to charge this game up, but guess what? The fourth round rookie threw a pick to end the game. If he doesn't do that, the Chargers charge this game again. They cough up another lead. Like, I, it's so. I, at some point, we're going to have to really look at Brandon Staley in the face, and the Chargers are going to have to make a decision. I personally think, I don't care how this season goes, uh, short of going to the Super Bowl or going to an AFC. If they go to an AFC championship game, they'll keep Brandon Staley, and I still honestly think that that's probably a mistake too because yeah they wanted to give this game away so 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 bad um cowboys patriots whoever out there now on the last pod i did thursday i said that i wanted my nfc championship matchup to be 49ers cowboys there's a reason for that. And this game is one of those reasons. The Cowboys offense finally stepped in and did what they were supposed to do. Micah gets hurt. Uh, Trayvon's out. And you could just seen it finally. A little pep in their step. Dak really throwing the ball around and, and doing what he is supposed to be doing, which... Uh, a lot of people, I feel like it's, again, like I was saying, when you get into um, like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, there's a lot of interchangeable guys. And I feel like uh, Dak has always been right there in that range where he can he can play like the fifth, 15th best quarterback in the league or he can play like the 8th best quarterback in the league. And And this game was a game where he was in his top 10 bag and showed out and they just ran the ball and they ran the ball a lot. Granted, they were up and the defense got stops. And well, really, you know what? I say the defense got stops, but really (laughs) Mac Jones is just bad. So the Cowboys really uh, took advantage of that. I think he threw three picks. They were just bad picks where, you know, you're not that guy, pal. Come on, Mac. You're not that guy. Uh, where he's rolling right and throwing back left. He did that. He got one off, and then he comes back the next drive and tries to get the same look off, and then you just pick him off. The guy was dropped back, and he was just waiting on that curl route, and he just took the ball. He he, he threw the he threw he ran the route for the receiver really, but yeah, just total blowout. Uh, another the other team on the other side of that matchup that I would love to see, the 49ers Cardinals. They Christian McCaffrey is just off the chain good. Uh, It's unfair. It's like a cheat code. Just give this guy the ball and let him go. And their line blocks so well in that scheme. I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan, that I did this. (laughs) That I I talked down about you. I apologize. Um, I still think... Uh, that this, maybe the the system doesn't make the quarterbacks better, but that these uh, quarterbacks that you do get 
range from good to comp from competent to good outside of a handful in that list I went through and you can tell him Brock Purdy is in that competent mold. He puts the ball right where it's supposed to be every time. And eventually me and Daniel and you'll see on an episode someday that will just be an hour of us arguing about Alex Smith, but he is exactly that. He's Alex Smith. He can move, he can hit the check down with ease. He makes all the right reads, even even if that's negative, he's making the right read and throwing the ball where it's supposed to go. And then you pair that with Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk was out of his mind making crazy catches. You pair that, you pair a, an Alex Smith-esque type of talent that can move, that can make most of the throws, and you get this. You get the 49ers right now. And I have a hard time seeing anybody especially the way the Chiefs are playing the Jets right now. I have a hard time seeing anybody just beat the 49ers. Good thing that next week we get to see the matchup that I've been waiting for. The Cowboys and the 49ers. We get to see it. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I'm not picking that game. <laughs> I'm not picking that game now. I'll pick that game Thursday. Uh, but yeah, 49ers, they kept it close for a while. I think Chris McCaffrey had four or five touchdowns, whatever. He went nuts. He ran the two, caught one. He For their first three points, it was 21-16 for a while, and then eventually in the fourth quarter they they stopped uh, playing around and took off. And that was it. There's no way the Cardinals can recover. The Cardinals somehow look like another solid team, another one of these teams that was supposed to be tanking and just be one of the worst teams in the league. Is actually putting up fights in games against good teams. Now, whether that's because every game, every team is walking into these games like it's a trap game or what, I I don't know. But yeah, the 49ers are just so good, man. Um, this hurts. Uh, the Thursday night game. I forgot. I didn't talk about the Thursday night game. Uh, my guy. Jordan Love in the first half. I prefer that was in the first half. In the first half, my guy didn't have it. He looked scared. He looked um, almost lackadaisical, almost like he just didn't mind that they were getting beat up pretty well. And just looked bamboozled. And the Lions just playing hard-nosed football, just playing tough Football just playing good defense. Aiden O'Connell in that front line is getting a lot of push uh, in the first half. And the Packers couldn't get anything going. They just didn't look like a team that was even in the same stratosphere with the Lions. And then somehow uh, in the second half, Jordan Love just turned it on. Now, I think he finished with three picks. um, But... (sighs) In the second half, he came out and just played lights out. Well, not lights out because he did have the picks. But he he played very, very well in the second half. And they they came out with a lot more tempo and were getting a lot of quick outs to the boundaries. And he looked very, very comfortable making those throws as opposed to some of the deeper shots into the middle of the field. I think he is a little little sketchy with his footwork isn't, isn't... the greatest 
So some of those uh, kind of timing throws are off a lot of the time, and he misses them. Typically, he tends to overthrow them more than anything. But, uh, yeah, came out in the second half, kind of rectified himself. They made a couple dumb decisions, and they still lose by two scores. Just wasn't good. Um, See, so yeah, my overall thoughts on the weekend, man, I think we should be worried about the Eagles. I really think we should be worried about the Eagles because there's no reason that the the commanders hung in that game with the Eagles and they just looked sloppy. And, yeah, they came out in the second half and looked more like the Eagles that we would be used to seeing. But, um, oops, sorry, Pat over here trying to do too much. <laughs> but, yeah, um. I don't know. I, f I feel like I thought this would be one of those. This would be the week where they kind of get their stuff together against a not struggling team, but a team that's just not great. But they've been just letting every team hang in there with them. And, I, and that worries me because Jalen Hurts has kind of regressed in his passing a little bit at times where he's just kind of struggling to see see the field a little bit. And I just worry about that later down the line. That's kind of where my – my my transgressions, I guess, with the Eagles come in at is just I don't trust Jalen Hurts right now, and I trusted him last year. Like looking at him last year was a lot smoother, but you know it's still the beginning of the season, and you're running out of the that excuse though. I think week six, if you still are putting up games like this, that excuse is over with. There's no you can't continue to use it. it's early in the season and week six, right? So, um, what else? Uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Bengals, please. I, as a Chiefs fan, I can't deal with you guys just ruining your season and us missing out on this. I don't even, if we lost that game, I don't care. But missing out on the Mahomes-Burrow matchup again at some point, possibly in the playoffs or later in the season because you want to keep throwing Joe Burrow out there. Uh... Or if he wants to be out there, I don't care if he wants to be out there. You have to. It's it's you're you're losing these games. It's embarrassing the offense, how stagnant the offense is. Um, you ran into a Rams team that kind of sh they should have won that game, but Matthew Stafford just had one of those uh, like Brett Favre esque gunslinging games where it's just kind of you're just ripping it, letting it loose, and just spraying the ball around and you, that's the game you just won you shouldn't really win that game you get blown out here and Joe Burrow plays bad again at what point do you just call it a day or just let him rest a little bit I don't think you can play a calf into shape I might be wrong but a calf doesn't seem like one of those things that you can just play into shape with and it's kind of manifesting itself week in and week out. And I think it's time to just go ahead and pull the plug. Uh, the Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins can be had. Their defense can be had. You can put Tyreek in a box. And that's exactly what the Bills did. The Bills, a Bills team that whose offense, I mean, we have to right now after that performance, we kind of, ha you have to put the Bills as a top offense right now or as the top offense really because they've have no they didn't score 70 but they've consistently put up 30 
every week. And I think it's time that we, we got to bump the bills up a little bit. Uh, do I trust Josh, Josh Allen in them still? Uh, no, absolutely not. I don't. <laughs> I still don't trust them. I, I think at some point they will, you know, revert back to what they typically do in the same vein of the Chargers. It, but the Bills path is more like we're going to be good all season. And then when we get to the playoffs, something's going to happen and Josh Allen will make a bunch of weird mistakes and kind of ruin games as we've seen in week one. And, um, yeah, so poop bowl, <laughs> the Broncos win the poop bowl basically because Justin Fields just can't be okay with being good, being looked at as a good player <laughs> somehow. Somehow he was playing amazing and looked like the flash. He showed a flash of what he could be or should be or could have been at this point almost after that loss. It's more likely it could have been at this point. But just showing a flash of what he could be, could do. But uh, Russell Wilson just did the old Seahawks Russell Wilson and the defense at the end of the game just gave him a couple opportunities and he... He took advantage of those. Um, good on you, man. Good on Sean Payton. Because if Sean Payton and the Broncos would have lost this game, which they really should have, they should have lost this game if the Bears weren't just didn't have the Bears' soul in them. <laughs> yeah, we'd be talking about Sean Payton and losing his job. Um, My guy, Jordan Love, didn't have it. Cowboys blew out the Patriots. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good wrap-up for today. I think th this week is going to be more of a uh, check the Thursday pod if you want to hear a lot of the uh, some of the takes I have on some of this other stuff because I, I, I really need to go dive deep into the numbers. But just for my, my fresh reactions to Sunday, are the Bills – one of the top, are they the best team in the AFC? Especially with this performance that I'm watching the Chiefs put on against the Jets right now. Uh, are the Bills the best team in the league? They might be. They might be. Are the Texans actually a good team? They might be. Are the Eagles a step down from what they were last year? They might be. Are the 49ers the best team in the league? They might be. Uh, and that's that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a crazy week four that I really need to dive into the numbers and uh, watch a little bit more to really, ha to really put some of these uh, stronger opinions that I have out. So I'm sorry if you're listening to this and it feels a little mild, but uh, I need to really take a look at the numbers in some of these games and really uh <laughs> break some of this down because it's a crazy week where I feel like a lot of teams just either separated themselves or pushed themselves back into this mounting pile of the middle of the league right now of just all these teams that are I don't know if they're good <laughs> or bad or what I'm looking at, but yeah, so hope you guys, geez, 
I hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Um, like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Carver 2X Show. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts. You know how to get a podcast now. It's 2023. Come on, guys. Follow me on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Carver2X. Search it. You'll find it. Thank you for listening. I enjoyed being here with you today. I hope you enjoyed being with me. And I will see you guys on Thursday. Enjoy. Oh. Gosh. It's 20 to 20. With three minutes left in the third. And Patrick Mahomes has the ball. (sighs) With two picks. They look not great right now. The Jets are actually moving the ball. This is a scary time for me, guys. Um, By Thursday. When I come back on the next pod, we will know what happened. And I hope that the Chiefs come away with a win. I'm tired of the Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> uh, another Taylor Swift game. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Maybe she wasn't a good luck charm. Who knows? We'll find out. Thursday.